Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Now today is a a message that that is very very important to me. Uh, we have talked about this message, uh, but uh, I needed some answers and. I hope you do too. I hope you need some answers. Now, our, our regular series is, is entitled Be Transformed. Part 9. Be Transformed. Now, uh, I start off with that each time because even though when we said be transformed, um, we have talked about, uh, of course, we're on part now, so we've talked about a lot of things. And one of those things that we talked about was that as Christians, what we want to do is make sure that we are being what God is calling us to be. And, and he is calling us to uh, reach out to others. He's calling us to have a heart for souls, like we have hearts, like he has hearts for souls. He's calling for us to make sure that we are ready and willing to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will let us know what to say, when to say, who to say it to, and those things. Because uh, if it's important to him, it should be important to us since he gave his life for us. Amen. So therefore, what we want to do is to make sure we're doing that. And, and those messages, uh, most of them were on that. Even the message uh, last week that Virgil did uh, still was talking about uh, actually salvation. So uh, this one is a little bit different. Uh, I start off that way because I want to want to make sure you understand that if we are not transformed, then we are conformed. We are conformed, and it says, "Do not be conformed to this world." And so, if we if we transform, if we conform to the world, that means that we are pressed into the to the world's mold. That's what we're doing. We're, we're pressed into the world's mold. I don't want to be pressed into the world's mold. I don't want to be thinking like the world thinks. I don't want to be acting like the world thinks. I don't want to be going where the world goes. I want to be transformed. And so, in order to be transformed, I have to renew my mind. And so, if I want to renew my mind, I have to realize that uh, that Renewing is uh, something different. It's something that's, that's changing. It is, it's what we uh, talked about. Anytime we talk about transformation, we're talking about uh, the example that I like to give, which is uh, the caterpillar into the butterfly because that metamorphosis, uh, it, if it doesn't happen, you can forget it. That, that caterpillar can forget it. It will not change. 
I mean, you can, you can take a picture of a butterfly and you can uh, uh, tape it to that caterpillar and it's still going to be a caterpillar. You know? It's not going to change. And so um, that's what God is saying, that we have to be transformed. We have to be changed. And it says that by the renewing of our mind. And so if I want to be transformed by the renewing of my mind, then I have to then start thinking a little differently. And I have to renew my mind according to something. And so the metamorphosis process, God takes us through. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that in so many areas. So we talked about, of course, the, the reaching out to people. And now I want to talk about an area that I know that you have mastered. I just haven't. I haven't mastered this area. I haven't mastered it because um, I don't know why I haven't mastered it, really. And I know it's something that, that he's put on my heart to do uh, when I start teaching about uh, this, but it just hasn't happened. So I ask God, why is it hard for me to conquer my weaknesses in this particular area? This particular area. And so, uh, now, let me explain what this particular area is. This particular area is why is it that I have such a hard time really changing and obeying God when it comes to really not worrying, not being so concerned? You know, when, when, when things are, are going a little bit kind of haywire a little bit, uh, then I start thinking uh, the way sometimes uh, my thoughts just uh, come. And those thoughts usually, of course, are not from God. And the thoughts come, well, you can forget it, you know, because this is going to happen. You know? And it can happen in any area. It can happen at any time. And it can happen uh, all the time if we don't change, if we don't change. And so I ask, I ask God, why is it that I cannot seem to change in this area? Because I know what the Word of God says. I know what it says. See, the Word of God is, is there. It's there. But see, that doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't. If you don't be obedient to the Word of God. You can, you, can, you can quote it, you can write it, you can spell it out, you can do whatever you want to do with it, but it's not going to change you unless uh, you are transformed by the renewing of your mind, by the Word of God. So I said, okay, okay, God, help me now, help me. Now, you can just listening on a conversation I was having with God and, and I know it doesn't apply to you but it's okay. You can just listen in on it 
and, and I know that you can say, hey, uh, I'm going to send you an email uh, so, you, so I can tell you how to do it. You know? And I said, okay, that's good. So I said, okay, Todd, how do I do it? And let's go to uh, Philippians chapter 4. We're going to stay there most of the time. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 through 9. That's where we, we want to be. That's where we want to be. Because that's the, that's, the, that's the chapter. Those are the verses that really speaks to this area. And so, the very first thing I did, I like to start in uh, not verse 4. A lot of times I like to start in verse 6 which says, be anxious for nothing, but in how much? Everything by prayer and supplication that you request be known to God. Okay, so I like to start there because it seems to apply to my situation. And I, I didn't understand why does verse 4, why does it really speak to me and why, why God should I really be considering verse 4 in with verse uh, with verse uh, 5 and 6. Why should I do that? What does, in other words, what does rejoicing in the Lord always that says, again I say rejoice. So He's just making sure that we get it. He's making sure we get it. Okay, so why are you making sure that I get this, God? Because it doesn't seem to have anything to do with verse 6, which tells me, be anxious for nothing. What does me rejoicing in you always have to do with being thankful, you know, being anxious for nothing? You know, because my thoughts is negative thoughts a lot of time about this situation. And so, uh, how can I rejoice in you always? You know, how can that, that be tied together? Why is that there? Then it says, of course, in verse 5, let your gentle spirit be known to all men. God is near. Now, I said, okay. Help me, Lord. Help me with this thing. And he said, think about it. If you would think about our relationship, see, everything from verse 4 on through verse uh, 8 has to do with relationship, and especially verse 8, and it ends in verse 9. I said, well, Relationship, he said, yes, because you can't rejoice in me always when you're thinking about situations because you're not thinking of our relationship. Our relationship. Okay? And I said, well, but I understand our relationship. You, you know, well, God so loved the world 
He gave his only begotten son. So everybody quote that thing. And so, well, yes, that's good memorization, but that's not relationship. He said, well, I want you to realize why you're doing these things. Why you must be doing these things. So I said, give me something I can wrap my head around. Help me, Lord. And he said, the first thing I want you to realize is that you're going to have to have a revelation of what God is expecting from us. You're going to have to have a revelation. And you're going to have to understand why he's saying what he's saying. And if you don't have that revelation, then you're going you're gonna to have to forget the rest of, the, of, of it uh, because you're not going to have a revelation. And you, if you don't have a revelation, then you, you're just stuck, you know, because God hasn't revealed to you what needs to be revealed for you to walk in what he has asked you to walk, walk in. I said, okay. Help me then still understand then this rejoicing. He said, let me tell you, the revelation of verse 4, verse 5, the revelation of that is we have to have an a intimate relationship and you've got to understand this intimate relationship, how this intimate relationship works and, and what this re- intimate relationship is all about. Because you got to realize that God so loved the world. You got to realize that God is a creator. God created the world. God is the creator. Anything that you see exists because of God. And so if we can understand that oh, okay, then you want me to understand our intimate relationship with each other and this intimate relationship should cause me to rejoice in you always. Always. Because you are so good. You see? Because you are the creator. Because I exist because of you. I'm breathing because of you. You see? I'm walking because of you. You see? Anything that you are doing, anything good has happened to you is because of him. And so he says that that relationship should cause you to rejoice in me always. Always. I don't care what the circumstances is, I want you to realize that start rejoicing in me. Start rejoicing in me. When? Always. Let me say it again. Always. You see? That's what that's what the three say. I said, I said, oh. Okay. Okay. He said, let my forbearing or my uh, sensitive and my uh, just this, the, the 
gentle spirit be known to all men. You want me to let my gentle spirit be known to all men. Where does that gentle spirit come from? It comes from him. It comes from him. And so I'm supposed to rejoice in that also. Rejoice in that God has created in me a gentle spirit. He's creating you a gentle spirit. And he wants you to let all men know about him because he is gentle. He is kind. You see? And he's all these things. And so I said, okay, I, I, I'm seeing it a little bit now. I'm seeing it a little bit. I know I'm supposed to rejoice in you always. I'm supposed to uh, let my gentle spirit and whatever else happening to me be known to all men because you at hand. Then I said, okay, let's get down to the nitty-gritty because this is, this is where the rubber meets the road, Lord. This is where I'm having big, 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 big trouble. Be anxious for nothing. Nothing. In other words, stop being anxious. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, and, and that, that, that's two things there. Prayer, he wants us to be in a mode of prayer all the time. He wants us to be uh, prayerful because he, he says his house is a house of prayer. And he wants us to pray at all times. And it says that, and supplication. And supplication is specific request. So not only is he saying, I want you to stay in a prayerful mood, but I also want you to let your special requests be known to me. The, the, the little things. The little things. I don't care what it is, the little things. It might be, you know, uh, uh, something that's coming up uh, in, in school. It might be something that's coming up on a job. It might be something that's happening uh, with somebody uh, that's a loved one and you don't understand it. But he says that let your special request be known to me. Because I love you. Because we have an intimate relationship. Because what's happening is that, that in this relationship, in this intimate relationship, I'm listening, I'm waiting on your voice because we are one. I said, okay. Okay. And he's saying that, I'm, I'm helping you to have a revelation of this relationship because everything rides on this relationship when we get to uh, this verse uh, that he says, and be anxious for nothing. So when we look at uh, verse 6, be anxious for nothing, then I said, okay, you mean nothing. Do you, do you really mean nothing? Nothing. Nothing. You don't want us concerned about nothing. Nothing. He said, that's right. That's what I said. Be anxious for nothing. 
Okay. What am I going to do? In the meantime, when his thoughts come, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Oh. What am I going to do, God? Because it's real. We're talking real stuff here now. We're not talking about hypothetical stuff. We're talking about stuff that's happening all the time. You know? Periodically, every day. Periodically, every week. So, I said, okay. Okay, God. You won't be anxious. Anxious for nothing. But in everything, I pray in supplication. He said, with thanksgiving. Oh, with thanksgiving. Yes, with thanksgiving because you have to realize that with our relationship, I want you thankful for everything that I'm doing in your life to try to bring you through your situation. See? Be thankful. For the little things. For the little things. Be thankful. You know? Don't just be thankful for the, for the big things. Oh, God, praise God. You brought me through this. Man, I, mean, I, I tell you, I didn't know what I was going to do. Uh, but you brought me through this thing. No, that's a, that's a big thing. I want you to be thankful for the little things. For just a little, little, little bit of things. And a lot of times, I'm not thankful about the little things. I'm thankful about big things, but not the little things. And so he said, uh, okay, change this thing. Because you can't rejoice in me always. Let me say it again. Again, I said rejoice. Unless you are thankful for every little thing that I do to bring you through. Because I am with you. I'm with you. And that was my problem. That was my problem. This relationship. This relationship. I wasn't looking at this relationship as a relationship where it's an ongoing relationship where we're tight. We're one. You know? The Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, three persons, one. See, I was looking at the relationship as just one. I'm looking at the relationship as man. I can't believe that this is happening to me. You know? When it rains, come on. I knew y'all knew it. I knew y'all knew it. <laughs> it pours, you know. You know? Just like this morning. When it rains, it pours, you know. Okay. Uh, but see, that's not, that's not the word of God. That's not the word of God. And we don't need to be quoting that either. You know? <laughs> when it rains, it pours. No, it doesn't either. No, it doesn't. Okay? So, I said, okay, God, take me a little further here. Take me a little further. Take me a little further. I got to go a little bit further, God. You got to help me. He says, and when you do this, when you are thankful, we have this intimate relationship going, you are, you are uh, doing the things I asked you to do, uh, and it says that 
I'm letting you, my small request I'm be, and my specific request be known to you. It says, and the peace of God, which surpasses, surpasses means to me, you know, it's like you're driving, somebody else is driving this lane, and they pass you. Not only do they pass you, they surpass, they surpass you. They, they're just gone, you know? They're just gone. It says, it says that the peace of God which surpasses all, not some, all comprehension. All comprehension. So I can't even comprehend now this peace that he's saying that's going to surpass me. I can't even comprehend it, but he said this is going to do it. That's what he said. He says that if I rejoice in him and always, and again I say, rejoice, I'll let my gentle spirit be known to all men. I'll be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and specific request, little bit of request, any request, let those requests be known to you. He says, and the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Now that that God is a military term. It's just not something that uh, is on on God. No, this is this is this is something that you have weapons. You have uh, enough people. You have everything it takes to protect that which you're garrisoning, and so you're you're being garrisoned and guarded by what he said here. And I said, "Whoa!" You said the peace of God, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. All comprehension, it's gonna, it's gonna stand guard. It's gonna be surrounding. It's gonna be surrounding my heart, my mind, my will, my emotions. It's gonna be guarding all that, so that I don't have to be concerned about my will, my emotions, my thoughts. I don't have to be concerned about those things. Because he's going to speak to him. I said, okay, God. Okay. That's good. That's good. I said, now, what are we going to do about these negative thoughts? Because uh, are y'all okay with saying that, uh, hey, you know what? I have negative thoughts. Are y'all okay with saying that? If you're not, don't say it. Just lie. Because <laughs> I know you have negative thoughts. But listen what he told me. He said, 
Now, I'm giving you a revelation now because you asked, how are you going to actually make this real in your life and stop worrying and about things that you have no control over and that, that all the control I've given to you, but you're going to have to walk in. Okay? So I said, okay, let's look at verse 8 here. The final two verses. Three verse eight. It says, finally. That means that we're coming to an end here. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, whatever is of excellence. And if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Dwell on these things. He said, you already have made it a habit of dwelling on negative stuff. You see? You see? You already made a habit of that. Now, I'm giving you the word of God now. I'm giving you you said you want to know. You said, God, I must have a revelation of how I'm going to walk this thing out. Because uh, I'm getting so tired of talking the talk and then not walking the walk. You see? Talk is cheap. You see? I want to walk the walk. I want to be able to help people to... Uh, not worry about things. You see? So he said, okay, this is what I'm trying to tell you here. I'm giving you the word of God on this thing. He says, finally, brother. Now, let's wrap that up in a little neat package here. Okay? You know, because of all the whatever. There's a lot of whatever's in there. Uh, but if we really look at it, everything about this whatever Everything is God. Everything is God. Is anything not God? Whatever is true. That's God. Whatever is honorable. Whatever is right. Whatever is true, pure. Whatever is lovely. All these things are God. So he says, what I want you to do is I want you to start thinking on God. And everything that's, that's godly, everything that God is, the fruit of the Spirit, everything, I want you to start thinking on him because, because if you do that, then the God of peace is going to be with you. I said, oh, okay. He said, I promise you. I promise you. I said, how are you going to promise me? I'm God. You know, I'm God. I promise you that what I say is true. Do, do y'all trust God? Yeah, we trust God. Okay. He says that this is true. Now, the problem is, when the rubber meets the road here, is that when something comes up and a negative thought comes in, now what are we going to do? He says, what? 
when that negative thought comes, push it out. Push it out. Push it out. Push it out. What do you want to push it out with? Me. 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 Everything that has to do with me. Everything that that thought came, when that thought came, it's not a me. You see? Because I told you what to think about. And see, any thought that comes is not dealing with me and who I am and what I'm all about, then you push that out. Don't you entertain it. Because it's not true. And I said, man, that seems easy. That seems easy. You know? Well, verse 9 in the verse here uh, helps us with that. He says that the things, and this is Paul talking, the things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice. Oh, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. Oh, he says, let me tell you, what's been your biggest problem in trying to uh, master your emotions, master your negative thoughts, master, you know, uh, being anxious for nothing. Your biggest problem has been practice. You see? What you don't do and most people don't do, is practice what I told them. I gave them the word. I gave them the promise because my word is my, my promise. You see? And he says that I want you to think on everything that has to do with good, with me. Everything has to do with that. Anything that's not of that, push it out, reject it, because that's of the devil. That's of the world. That's of your, 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 your mind. You see? That's what we want to think about because it seems to be a good thing. It seems to be nice to think about a negative thing because after all, negative things do happen to people, don't they? You see? But just because negative things happen to people doesn't mean that negative things have to happen to us. He said that I'm going to guard your mind, your will, your emotions. I'm going to put a guard around it. I'm going to arm that guard. Nothing going to get in. And I'm going to keep it that way as long as you push negative stuff out that try to come in because I am going to protect you. But you're going to have to practice. 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 And I said, that sounds like I'm going to have to practice. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like you're going to have to practice. Yeah. But isn't that something that we don't do a lot of times? You see? We don't practice when this stuff comes. We, we say these world is saying, oh, when it rains and pours. You know, we say all this stuff, you know, that's not of God. And see, 
He says just the opposite. You press that, you, you just press that stuff right on out, and after a while, we're practicing uh, stuff that, you know, uh, whatever, you know, like we've had before, the microphone not working many times. <laughs> we've had the video not working. We've had uh, stuff not working. We've had that not with screens not working. We've had a lot of stuff not working before, and then we get bent out of shape about it, you know. And he says, push the negative stuff out. That too shall pass. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right, you know. Nobody, Jesus hadn't died, you know. He hadn't died and, and say, I'm not going to rise again. Jesus Christ has risen. And so therefore, he's alive. We serve a, a, a live God. And he says that I'm going to protect you. I'm going to guard you. You just think on what I told you to think about and let this other stuff, this, this stuff that the enemy tries to throw at you, you let that stuff shoo, 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 just go right on over because that is not of God. And if you practice that long enough, after a while, it'll become just like the other has, has become, you see. And we worry about a lot of stuff that we shouldn't be worried about. We'll be now uh, not worried about much of anything because there's nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry about. What are we going to worry about? You see? What is it to worry about when you have the Father, the Creator, who created everything? When you have the Son, when you have the Holy Spirit, when you have Jesus our Lord, who died for us, who rose again, who we have the Holy Spirit who, who's within us, who's leading and guiding us. What is it to worry about? Tell me, what is it to worry about? You say, I can worry because my eyesight is not as good as I want to be. I wanted to be able to see far, and I wanted to be close, and, and I didn't want to pay for it. Well, you know, did you choose one of them you wanted? Yeah, I chose where I can see four and because I can see near anyway. Uh, and they said, well, you chose. It's okay. It's okay. Are you, wh- what are you worried about? You know what? I'm not worried about anything. I can see the clock. I can see everybody. I can see things going on. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Are we on the same page? I don't know if we are or not. Because you might say, you know what he said, that was the dumbest message I ever heard. Because, <laughs> because here, he's talking about he worried about so much and all this stuff, and here he's the pastor. He worried about something. And he can't even teach us how not to worry. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you. 
you know, I know that you know that we're all in this thing together. All in this thing together. I want to master my weakness. I want to master Philippians 4, 4 through 9. I want to master that because I want people to say, how in the world do you not worry about stuff that happens to you? I said, because I have an intimate relationship with the Father, with the Son, with the Holy Spirit, with the Creator, with my Lord and Savior, with my with the Holy Spirit who's in me. I have, I have such a regular relationship and what he tells me to do. He said, what I want you to do is every little thing that you want me to, uh, uh, to be concerned about, you just tell me and then I'll take care of it. And he said, I will take care of it. He did tell he, Your God told you that. Who's your God? You know, because there are people who have God that are not our God. You know? And so, I'm telling you, our God is a mighty God. He's a mighty God. And I said, well, God, this message was for me. And I'm a, I am going to, because I was serious. I was serious. I am tired of worry about, no, we don't call it worry. We do not call it worry. That is a no-no. Call it worry. I'm tired of being concerned <laughs> about stuff that I can't do nothing about. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.